From Ticker Tape, this is Where's My Money? There isn't one magical and perfect formula to cracking the code of asset allocation. And the reason for that is that there are several paths to becoming successful in the stock market. And unfortunately for us as investors, that makes the whole process of deciding our own allocations much more difficult. But what we've tried to do with this podcast is to give you several different approaches, all from successful and expert financial managers, to help you make your own decisions of where to put your money. And on today's episode, we spoke to Abhishek Banerjee, who is the founder of Lotus Dew Wealth and Investment Advisors. And Abhishek has a really unique view of what types of equities you should be investing in. He believes that small caps actually provide investors a much greater opportunity for growth. How and why? Stick with us to find out. We started by simply defining and detailing the differences between small cap and large cap equities. You have a plethora of companies in India which are small, which are in the region of 100 to 1000 crore market cap, which roughly translates to about $150 million. That is the kind of companies that are sort of like really micro and nano cap companies. And then from beyond till maybe about 10,000 crores, of market cap, that's where most of the small cap companies would come in and beyond that mid cap, which will be between 10,000 to approximately 30,000 crores and and then the large caps. Nowadays, you also have companies which are being called mega caps, which means that they're beyond large caps. So the main difference is the predictability of their cash flows and the diversity of their business revenues. So on one hand, large caps offer predictability and offer that ability to collect revenues from multiple geographies. So for example, a company like TCS has clients who are based all over the world. And depending on how those individual economies are doing and how those individual companies are doing, their revenues and their fate is linked to the growth of their clients too, right? So therefore, there's a large basket of revenues coming from different countries, which are in different currencies, and then it converted to dollars and then rupees. Then that provides an opportunity for Indians to have an international exposure through their locally listed companies. The second thing is these smaller companies. Now, lack of predictability does not necessarily mean a bad thing. People always talk about predictability being a downside risk, but lack of predictability can also mean an upside risk where they are fast moving, fast growing companies and they're really dominating niches in the market and their revenues can quickly ramp up, which will be beyond usual predictability of large cap companies. Traditional view is large cap is safer because of these diversified inflows of cash and predictability. And small cap is riskier because of the fact that they are less predictable. That is also an opportunity. And in the the context of risk to reward, that lack of predictability is the reason they are more risky. And it's also the reason why they might present better opportunities. I wanted to ask you, in the context of somebody's portfolio, is there a view, if you're talking to a newbie investor who's just getting to the world of investing to potentially allocate your portfolio into both small caps as well as large caps. If you were investing someone new um, into the world of investing, how would you recommend they allocate their portfolio? So now let's understand why do people actually do asset allocation? It's basically to manage volatility and drawdowns, which means that if I have 100 rupees invested and I 
look at it in three months, I would feel good if it's above 100 and I would feel bad if it's below 100. And that's very natural. Everybody would feel the same way. So what tends to happen is that you give up or you sacrifice upside for protecting your downside. Now, the question you need to ask is that how important is that downside for you? So for example, let's talk about a young professional, maybe in their early 30s or late 20s, who have a portfolio of 10 lakhs of investment, right? And they have an allocation, let's for the sake of argument, consider that they have all of that in in equity as a base case. Now, in the worst case scenario, if let's say the portfolio of 10 lakhs becomes 4 lakhs, those 6 lakhs that you've lost on paper for a year, does that change your life dramatically? Would you do something differently than what we were planning to do with that money? And, and that's really the key question, right? So if it's just your investment money, not linked to your you know any short-term goals, and you can live through that drawdown, the goal here would be to maximize your risk and maximize your time. Hence, if you look at equity portfolio returns volatility, which means how volatile the returns look in the portfolio, the longer you have a return stream, the less volatile the portfolio is. So which means if you take daily returns of any equity index over three years and compare the standard deviation or the volatility of those daily returns over three year versus a five year and a seven year period, the seven year will look a lot less risky versus a five year versus a three year. So instead of adding less volatile asset classes to manage your drawdown, you can add time and time is also a volatility dampener. Abhishek makes a really important point here. Small cap companies are certainly a riskier investment. The companies just don't have enough of a track record to guarantee success in the long run. But with that risk also comes potential reward because they have the ability to grow exponentially. And if you're a young investor with a long time horizon in front of you, you may be able to withstand the short-term volatility and fluctuation that comes with small cap companies and watch them grow into large companies themselves. If you have time on your side, it truly dampens the risk. Now, when Abhishek evaluates which small cap companies to invest in, what data is he looking for? There's a joke in the investment industry that equities are stories and bonds are mathematics, which is, you know, roughly translates to equity is an evangelist view on future value of an enterprise and bonds are a definitive calculation on cash flows that are expected out of that investment. So just extending on that, when you purchase an equity, which is you're a part share owner of a company, essentially you're believing in the storytelling that management is talking about as to how they're going to generate value for their own company and hence share that value creation with their minority investors. That's really what's happening there. But the, the key question is, who do you believe, right? And why should you believe somebody? And I think that's where our philosophy comes from, that the people who have the best reputation they are generally more trustworthy, right? If you find that a board, the function of a board is to look out for uh, shenanigans by management of a company, that's how its governance is designed. So if you have a board which is highly credible, who have staked their reputation on the line to be part of that company's board and to monitor the management, they seem to be a good candidate of who should be the custodian of the storytelling by management, right? Even before you go to ratios like P-E ratio, P-B ratio, even before you go to trading signals using technical trading or you do anything else, first figure out is that a believable story and, and people who are telling that story, are they being vetted by trustworthy people? 
let's drive maybe one step deeper here and let's say that a investor is looking to follow a similar strategy, but um, at a more micro level, if they see a small cap company that they like and they want to evaluate the board again beyond the PE ratios, beyond the traditional ratios, which could come later, what about a CV are you looking at to evaluate whether you know, uh, that board member is really a strong, reputable member of the board and, and using that as a, a function to define whether they should invest into a small cap or not? So, you know, like we screen CVs, every company that exists screen CVs, you know, everybody who has ever hired the screen CVs, uh, we are looking for the same things, right? We are looking for which institutions that they worked at, where did they study from, how is the university that they graduated from, how is the past work history in terms of companies, how good are those companies doing, how reputable are those companies. This is why we actually use the name of the board of director as a way to ensure that uh, they're going to work for us, they're going to do their best, are they smart people to monitor a company's management being a board of the company and so on. So uh, that's that's really what we are doing. We are screening for whatever normally people will do to screen a good CV, except that instead of doing it manually, we are doing it at scale with AI. This is a very unique and innovative approach to predicting the success of a company. Before looking at any of the underlying numbers, you first want to see whether the board is made up of reputable people that you can trust. Because the board are the folks that make sure that companies approach that the management are taking are in line with the motivations of the shareholders. So if a reputable board member is willing to stake his or her reputation on a company, that's a great base to understand whether the company will actually be run well. And you can evaluate whether the board member is reputable by simply looking at their LinkedIn profile. Now, what does this look like in practice? Well, here are a few examples of when Abhishek and his team used this unique approach in the past to success. And just as a disclaimer, none of the following is investment advice from Ticker Tape. One of the companies uh, that we have in a small case is called Rane Break Lining. And on the board, we have Rajna Kumar and she was the ex-chief vigilance commissioner of India, right? So her job was to watch out for the people who are not in compliance with the Vigilance Commission. So what else about her, right? So she's also on the board of Tata Global Beverages, which is another company, a reputed company. So we looked at that opportunity and we said, well, I mean, why is she on the board of brake manufacturer versus when she's already on the board of a highly reputed, highly successful company? And then we thought about it, right? So even if you have diesel cars or petrol cars or, you know, even horse carts, or electric cars, right? Whatever be the case, every vehicle needs a brake, right? So what does Rane brake lining do? They make brake shoes, which are asbestos-free, so they're environmentally friendly, and they make it for railway carriages and automobiles. So we look at that opportunity as a story, and we look at the people who are the custodians of the story. Then we look at the performance that they have been able to generate within that company. Another example I'll give you is we actually had a company called Cosmo Films in our portfolio, which is into packaging. And we had a great run with that company and it was performing so well price-wise. I thought, you know, why not book profits and wait for a better entry? But it never gave me that opportunity again. So it doubled from where I sold it. So therefore, I think what we have learned is that this fundamentally works because, as I said, equity is all about the story and who are the custodians of that story and how 
closely they're aligned with the storytelling versus what they're actually executing on the ground. Now on this podcast so far, Abhishek has made a really compelling and unique case for how and why one should invest in small cap based companies. But the one crucial point in this whole equation that we haven't touched on yet is the exact time horizon that an investor needs when looking into a small cap investment. If you're not holding a small cap portfolio for at least five years, then you're just betting yourself to get lucky. And that's that's just the fact of it. When you're investing in shorter horizons where you, you hope to get lucky, it's kind of your gambling money, right? It's the money that you're prepared to lose. Therefore, your allocation towards that will also be small. If you go to the market with the mindset that I'm prepared to lose this money, you will only put a small portion in, or you should put a small portion of your capital trying to gamble with it in the stock market. The moment you convince yourself and you have faith that this is a compounding machine which works for you, then you will be able to do it systematically and with a large portion of your wealth. So it is important that you know you get the right perspective as to why you're here to begin with. And if you know that answer, and then you should allocate accordingly. My answer towards the horizon is five years or more. And and anything below that, there is an element of luck which you have to sustain. You are either going to be lucky or unlucky. And if you're unlucky, then you have lost your capital a bit. If you're lucky, then you have made a ton of money. But five years and more, that's the space where you will traditionally always outperform bond investing or fixed income investing. Small caps give us, as investors, a really interesting conundrum. The risk associated with a smaller company tends to be a lot higher because there isn't enough predictability in their cash flows to know whether they will even be around in a few years. But that very unpredictability also offers investors a huge potential reward. Because unlike huge large cap companies, small cap companies have the ability to grow and grow really fast. And if there's only two things that you take away from this podcast, I hope it's these. The first is that when evaluating a small cap company, start by analyzing whether you should invest in them by looking at their board. Because if their board is reputable, then you can dive deep into the finer details of analyzing their performance. And secondly and finally, make sure to have a long-term time horizon when investing into small caps. Because if you don't, you're basically just gambling. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Where's My Money by Tickertape. On this show, we simplify the finance landscape in India for you. So if you're looking to venture into stock investing, sort out your personal finance or make sense of how economic developments can impact your money, this podcast will be a perfect addition to your morning commute or household chores. Also, if you enjoyed the episode and want more of this, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform to never miss an episode. And last but not least, consider downloading the Ticker Tape app. It is an investment analysis platform for stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, and much more. The link and further description will be in the show notes below. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we will see you in the next one.